Hey everyone, welcome back to Ivan's Table Talk, a real and honest conversation from personal trainers about client success and failures. Together, let's laugh more, learn more, and train more. Welcome back to our channel, guys. So today we have our special guest here, as you can see. So she is actually someone that has zero powerlifting experience. Uh, until she's currently an international powerlifting federation national referee so apart from that also our friend today she can actually squat 90 kilo bench 84 kilo hey, bench 84 kilo. 45 kilo my mistake <laughs> and deadlift 110 yes is there any new pr uh no currently still yes. at this this current moment yeah yes PR soon? Ah, uh, yes. I would like to PR someone's heart. <laughs> Oops. Oops. Okay. All right. Welcome, Atika Sigun, to our show. Thank you. Any introduction for yourself? Um, as Ivan has introduced, uh, my name is Atika Sigun. Uh, apart from being an IPF national referee, um, as an official, uh, I am also a competitive powerlifter with the numbers that he just mentioned and also a friend of Ivan Lee. <laughs> Yay. All right. Thank you, Atika, for of coming course. to the show. Thank you, thank you. Thank you so much, Ivan, for yeah. having me. Uh, I really appreciate it. For your information, guys, she just gave a one-hour speech. Yes. With um to 500 crowds. Yes, correct. And afterwards, she traveled all the way down to my place yes. to give another one hour or more or more podcast uh, episodes yes <laughs> so you guys better appreciate it okay <laughs> yes better listen <laughs> yes listen carefully now uh today we're gonna talk about like how you mm -hmm. as a female athlete mm -hmm. also from someone that who don't have experience mm. and then slowly learn uh, have a coach to guide you mm -hmm. and then understand the sports mm -hmm. and all the way down until what you have achieved today so the story will be long yes. okay so like can you share with us how did you start powerlifting i'm actually quite curious oh okay <laughs> so do you want a professional answer <laughs> or do you want the real answer <laughs> Real answer. Okay. So um I started powerlifting by accident. Okay. In the mm -hmm. sense that previously, um, if you guys follow me on Instagram. At my Instagram, uh -huh. I think it's good. Uh -huh. Um so I've actually done MME, I've actually done kickboxing before and mm -hmm. I've also done yoga. But after a while I hit a plateau. Mm -hmm. So during MCO I met this guy and he's actually a weightlifter mm, okay. who's the lucky guy no unlucky guy because he broke up with me <laughs> okay so you broke up with him no he broke up with me oh, but oh. the real reason why i started off powerlifting is that i needed a distraction you know usually after breakups we needed something new we all did that yes mm. so um my a way to escape uh, you know the breakup to get over the breakup is by finding a new sport so i'm 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 done with yoga i'm done with mma i'm done with kickboxing like mma couldn't help me uh, to relieve the stress no no maybe it's just my previous oh, coach. Okay. <laughs> but i think that, like at that point of time mm -hmm. i was thinking like hey you know what maybe i should 
try strength training. And funny enough, when I actually Googled strength training, uh, strength academy, pop up, pop up okay, which uh, is where uh, I train right now. And and then after that, um, I did a consultation with uh, Hisham, mm-hmm. our coach. Our coach. Our coach. Hi, Hisham. Yes. <laughs> okay. And then, and then the rest are history. But to answer your questions earlier, the reason why I started powerlifting is I... Um, Okay, the professional answer I always give people <laughs> is that I want to be strong. Yeah. Okay, I don't want to feel weak and I want to be able to lift things mm-hmm. like as I grow older. Mm-hmm. But the real reason... The raw reason. The raw reason. <laughs> okay, the real reason is that if given the chance... I've moved on, by the way. I've moved on. Okay, I dated like a few more guys after that. Right, right. Yeah, I moved on. But I think um, the, 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 the main reason at that point of time, which is actually not healthy, is that I if I were to bump into my ex mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. who knows, like maybe one day, um, I want to ask him, how much do you bench? <laughs> Okay, this is like an inside joke, I'm on powerlifter. But I want to be like, able like, how much do you bench? You can only bench your body weight. Please. You know? Uh, but then, it, it, along the way, after a while, it no longer Bother. became the reason for me to, I have literally fell in love with the sports. I love it. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Think about it. Actually, quite a lot of people that I asked before, mm-hmm. usually the raw reason that they start lifting is mm-hmm. because of breakups, um, emotional damage. Yes. <laughs> emotional damage. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And and yeah. Funnily enough, so so once when you started powerlifting mm-hmm. in, it was in Strength Academy. Yes. Right away. Right away. Yeah. It was when. Um. It was in September 2021. So next month oh. uh, will be my two years anniversary wow. doing powerlifting. Yeah. Yeah. And how was the experience so far to you? How was the experience? Um, it was tough at first uh, because I didn't like what it is doing to my body. Like, you know, I, I got bigger, mm. more muscular. But then after a while, yeah. um, I embrace it and i think one of the other reason is because of the very um strict and consistent training time to achieve the result that i wanted so mm. yeah right so do you feel like 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 just now when you mentioned it makes you feel bigger mm. more muscular mm. um can you describe a little bit like how does you feel and did you overcome that feeling? Okay, so basically, you know, as a girl, when yeah, we yeah. go to the gym, right? When mm. we go to the gym, we always want to look lean, want to look yeah. toned, you yeah. know? And a lot of the uh, female, um, female uh, who goes to the gym, who go to the gym, they usually does hip trust. <laughs> Yeah, okay. That's huge. Someone does <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying all, but in general, because there is a, I would say there is a concept, and it's, it's not a misconception. There is this uh, thinking among females that, oh, if you actually lift weights, you'll get bigger. Yes, you will. But, okay, it's not that easy. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's not that easy. I got this 
only after two years so it's not immediately so um i will also like to change the mindset of especially my female friends because lifting weights actually helps a lot mm. of us yeah. uh, not just like emotionally but in terms of for me in terms of time management correct in terms of discipline uh, discipline in yeah. terms of consistency and commitment mm. and i've actually managed to overcome it mm. uh, because like right now uh, i feel like instead of going to be lean lean okay um i am actually looking forward <laughs> to be able to crush a watermelon in between my legs <laughs> in between my legs yes <laughs> That's my main goal, guys. Or 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 my biceps, ah. Uh. We'll see, like, in few years time, okay? Bicep, apple can, lah. Uh, uh, watermelon. Uh, watermelon, watermelon. Watermelon. Small, uh. um, yeah. Like. Here, here, here. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think I saw it. It works. So maybe, okay, I need to work on my upper body first, okay, guys? <laughs> so, yeah. So, to, to, to answer your question, mm. yes, I, Alhamdulillah, I did manage to mm. overcome it. And... And I'm very happy with how I look right now, hmm. physique-wise. And but then um, I need to do more shopping because I can't fit most of my top already because my back is wider. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good news, right? <laughs> yeah, this is a great news. The great news. Yeah. I used to like hate the idea of it, but now I'm like, okay, I need it bigger. Can you tell us like how do you feel? You know, once because I do have a lot of clients mm -hmm. and I believe that they are listening right now. Mm -hmm. Like they are very afraid of growing their muscles, for example, their lats. Uh -huh, mm -hmm. And they felt like if they grow the muscles, for example, lats. <coughs> have you ever had clumpy, thick flavor protein shakes? Guess what? This podcast is sponsored by Wool Fitness. If you're an ice cream fan just like me, you should check them out at wolves-fitness.com because they have the finest vanilla ice cream flavors that taste precisely like ice cream milkshakes. Again, go to wolves-fitness.com and enter my promo code IVAN to save up 35% off your precious money right now they will become bigger and the, the feeling that they describe is very traumatizing mm. and i feel like they will become like a hulk or something okay. how do you feel once you get yeah you know you grow your lats and okay. yeah so honestly um one thing that uh, a lot of us need to actually um take note of is that the mentality of people because you should be happy with what you have so let's say uh, maybe your female clients or those of you guys who are currently listening, mm. um, you are afraid to grow your upper body, maybe your lats, mm. for example, or your biceps, right? You mm -hmm. don't want to look manly. Trust me, uh, that actually shows dedication. Mm -hmm. And for me, that's hard. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that also uh, is a result of your consistent hard work. So for me, if let's say physique wise, if it is growing, mm. it means that you're doing something right. Mm. And uh, you should embrace it uh, because uh, if anything, uh, people will ask, hey, like, why do you look bigger? Yeah. Why do you look more muscular, quote unquote? Mm. You can tell them because I work hard and I can probably live heavier than you. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. Mm. There you go, guys. Yes. <laughs> so um, my next question is, 
when you are a powerlifting athlete, that time you was a client, right? Mm-hmm. And you train under our coach Hisham. Mm-hmm. How did it happen? And how did you start to think about? Okay, I now am able to go to competition. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to go to competition. Mm-hmm. Like what inspired you? Okay, so um, the first uh com- powerlifting competition that. I have the I had the opportunity to also MC my first yeah. uh powerlifting uh gig as well. By the way, her MC, the 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 voice that she put out to our competition, it's it's amazing. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you heard like all the videos or any like edited videos, and you and you heard someone behind like bar is loaded with a strong uh, you, voice. Oh my God, that is Atika. Okay, right. thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. Ahead. All right. So basically, I think I was inspired to see um, at that time. Mm. Uh, she's now my best friend as well, uh, Catherine Cat Cat Chong. Yeah, Cat yeah. Chong. Uh, because she's um, fifty two kilos, but she's lifting so heavy, yeah. and she still looks very graceful mm. and classy. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be that on the platform mm. but of course the journey to actually get there is not easy yeah okay as you know yes. our coach is very stern yeah and <laughs> very stern mm. uh, but he loves us okay <laughs> yeah he shall you sing this yes i know you love us <laughs> you love your client uh, in the sense that Hisham always asked me every single time, like I asked him like, hey, can I achieve this number? Can I do this? Can I do that? He will ask me like, what is the end goal for you? Mm. Is it for yourself or is it for people? Mm. Because seeking validation from people is not healthy in the long run. Yeah. So if you really want to do it, you should do it for yourself, you know? So um, my first competition was in Sarawak, mm. uh, Sarawak Publishing Open, mm. which I also have the opportunity. Oh, banyak, eh? mm. I went so many hats, oh, oh. <laughs> which I also have <laughs> the opportunity to become the assistant mid director uh, with the help of from my team um, from Sarawak Publishing Association, mm-hmm. uh, where at that time um, I joined uh, because one. I know for a fact under IPF, your gym numbers doesn't matter unless you actually compete. Perform. Yes, mm. you perform, you compete on the platform, right? In the sense that if you want to be recognized officially, mm. then you should be competing in an official right. sanctioned powerlifting meet. meet. Okay, meet, by the way, is competition. Yeah, we call them a meet. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, so, um, it took some convincing uh, yeah. for Hisham to actually allow me to to actually compete. So, yeah. you, so you convince Hisham to allow you to compete. Okay. So the story. Is, <laughs> okay, the story is that I've been telling the people, our friends, right, yeah. the people around me that I wanted to compete. But I don't know how to tell Hisham. Hisham, bagilah. What did Hisham say? So I heard you want to compete. <laughs> Can I? He was like, if you think you're ready, sure. But we need to work really hard. <laughs> so, and then we started um uh prepping. Mm. So usual athlete will prep maybe twelve weeks out, which is three months. 
three months away from the competition. But I personally uh, will take about a minimum of five, mm-hmm. five months to prepare myself because of my work schedule as well. Yeah. So yeah. Life factors. Yeah, life so, external factors and all that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. that's how you actually started and then compete. Yes. And how many days you train in a week and how is the routine looks like your work and I believe it's gonna be tough like mm. controlling your schedule mm. you are so busy like how is the process for you so oh, for the past two years uh, what I've done is that on every Sunday mm. I will tell Hisham okay these are the timings that I can come mm. so I come uh, I train three days a week with Hisham and one day on my own i self train yeah um so the splits are different um based on the programming that hisham does mm. so the one thing that i really want to encourage those of you guys who are currently listening mm-hmm. um and i pretty sure ivan knows as well that if you really want to succeed and excel in a new in any sport yeah if given the opportunity if you have the means to it please get a certified coach it's it has been extremely rewarding for me as well and i'm pretty sure for hisham and you share what is the rewarding the most rewarding part i think the most rewarding part is that okay again um being with a coach uh, you have to have a certain dynamic so that your coach understands you, mm. you understand your coach as well. Mm. And for me, anyone that um, I work with um, during uh, working uh, or like outside of work, I have um, an immense respect for them, right? So for Hisham, yeah. what I usually do is that um, it's very hard to get mm. a good from him. He doesn't simply give say like oh good job no like a like a complimentary no no no, yeah. no it's yeah. very hard yeah yeah so but uh, yeah. I, it's okay Shao <laughs> I'm used to it okay <laughs> so in the sense that okay so like when I posted uh, my list on Instagram right my trainings on Instagram people will be like oh my god that's so good I say so I have this saying <laughs> I have this saying my friends know about it say no it's not Hisham approved yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not so, a tick from Hisham yeah yet. it's not a tick from Hisham but I think the most rewarding part is that the moment he said that this is a better form this is a better technique mm. I know for a fact that I'm not I'm I'm not uh, swaying mm. from the progress that mm. I'm making and uh, it means that I can now like uh, get more I would say uh, more progression yeah. in the future. Yeah, yeah. I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I also would like to add on is like, as a coach, I believe that, you know, the most important factor is like how coach gives empathy to the trainees, mm-hmm. all the clients. Mm-hmm. And I've, I really realized that there's a lot of coaches out there, they, even if it's a certified coach, mm-hmm. uh, empathy is something that a lot of people are lacking of where coach always have the mentality to like push 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 um but i do see that hisham's uh or maybe it, me even myself i believe that empathy it's one of the most important part to play 
mm-hmm. to, yep. to, to put into the relationship between the trainees and a, and a coach. Mm-hmm. And that's how we can always enjoy the process of mm. training um, in, in whatever. Like, I mean, if you're in powerlifting, if you are just normal strength training, sure. right? And I think empathy is one thing that is very, very important. Yeah. Mm. So, uh, on the contrary, belief Hisham mm. is uh, someone. He's, he's he's actually very caring. Mm. Yeah, walaupun dia garang. Mm. <laughs> okay, but Hisham, one thing that I notice a different. Um, obviously, I talk a lot about Hisham because he's my coach, right? And mm. I've seen how other coaches interact with their PTs, mm. with their trainees, with their clients, right? One thing I noticed the difference between what I'm receiving from Hisham as my coach is that every single time when I greet him, yeah. I do see some other coaches as well. Every single time uh, when I greet him in the morning, he will always, the first thing first he will ask me, how are you feeling today? Mm. Which which indicates like, oh, he actually wants to know how's my mental doing mm. and my physique doing before we even start yeah. the training session which is i think is a very important mm. uh, like you said like empathy communication is important but the more important thing is actually comprehension yes. like talking to yeah talking to your clients mm. and seeing how they feel there's no point of you keep on pushing do volume work you know yes. 12 reps 15 reps yes. but at the end of the day you get injured yes. Yeah, fun fact, um, two years into powerlifting, mm-hmm. training with Hisham, I've never actually gotten any injury. That's a sign? Yes, That's I only get sign. injured outside of the gym. <laughs> Do not ask me further. <laughs> Do not ask me further. For more information, please DM yeah, please like right it. away. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, not gym related. So I think that's a good indicator as well in the sense that he also always tell me like if anything you should like go and see a physio. Mm. Yeah, that's true. And all that. So yeah. Right. Interesting. Yes. So my next questions and this one has been asked uh, this morning when I post uh, our story. Mm-hmm. Uh, asked by a few people uh-huh. and they asked like um can you ask Atika how was the trip to Malta? You know, oh. like yeah, and, and and okay, I believe like someone that is listening, they are clients, uh-huh. they, they are training under trainers, uh-huh. yeah, they are not uh, like fully understood the powerlifting scene mm-hmm. and everything. So can you explain to us like what is the responsible of the national referee and then your trip to? Okay. So, um, for any federation, uh, any sports. So now we're talking about powerlifting. Mm -hmm. So we have a few federations, and the federation that Malaysia currently have at the moment, uh, if I believe there's only one, which is IPF, International Powerlifting Federation. So, um, my role is that because I am very much into the sports that I want to be an official. So, what happened was I actually took the exam to mm-hmm. become a national referee. Mm-hmm. So, the um, the roles of IPF national referee is basically for any competition under IPF, we have uh, the IPF technical rule book. So, the referees will actually determine if uh, your technique is good and if your form is good as well. 
So one thing I actually like about IPF is that I've, I've not studied uh, other federations. One thing I like about IPF is that the guideline is very straightforward. Okay, and of course we would take into account the external factors as well, hmm. but the guidelines is very straightforward. The rule book is very straightforward, so it's a lot easier to actually you know make decision, make unanimous decision. Right. Uh, and I'm looking forward to actually take the next exam next year once I become a senior referee. Mm, yes. Um, that would be in June 2024. Mm. Uh, then maybe I will need to take the exam uh, if we have CCAP or the next Asian. Right. Mm. So after you took the exam and passed. Yes. And that's where you get the call to Malta for the world, is it? Okay, for Malta, it's actually not, um, not an invitation. It's more like I actually won the giveaway yes oh. yeah it's a giveaway okay yeah so basically the ipf this year they had a giveaway in conjunction with malta uh tourism uh whereby they will actually fly in two person from anywhere around the world not from each country eh? oh. one person in the world oh with God. a companion they flew uh they flew me because i won and my best friend Daryl yeah. um, to Malta to experience uh, the world's championship not as an athlete, not as a coach, not as a handler, uh, not as the organizer, but as a spectator, uh, oh, VIP spectator. Damn. So yeah. And the the it's just a giveaway. So they it's are just like, a giveaway. So it's a Instagram contest. Oh so you know God. like you see all these Instagram contests. Okay, if you actually uh like, comment, yeah, yeah, yeah. you get a car, <laughs> you know, you get a car or you get like a yeah. three days, two night trip. <laughs> so a lot of people are a bit skeptical. Yeah. In the sense that I've actually met my new friends um when I went to Malta, I made friends with them. They say, you know, is this even real? Yeah. Like and then when they actually met me and then they were like, Oh my god, <laughs> the giveaway is actually real, you know? Oh yeah. God. So is anyone. As long as you participate the yes. the things that they, they Yeah. Prefer. And you know how you know the the funny thing is that um the way to participate mm. okay you just have to follow the four sponsors mm. which is the IPF, Ileco, mm -hmm. IPF Ileco, uh visit Malta, which is the Malta tourism and also SBD, SBD apparel. Yeah. And then just tag a friend. That's about it. Oh my god. Yes. How was the trip? Come on. Uh, now, oh. just, how was the trip? Okay, the trip is fully sponsored and they also oh. gave us 500 euros oh. to spend. Oh. But the trip, if to put it in one word, is mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Oh my god. Because I, I still consider myself as a newbie in the powerlifting scene, right? Yeah. So, to actually be able to be there, mm and witnessing how they run the whole thing. Yeah. So I'm very interested in mid-directing, meaning that I would like to actually uh, direct a powerlifting meet one day, maybe in a few more years in the future. Mm. So I like how 
the organization of a meet goes like mm-hmm. not just from the athlete perspective but from the spectator's perspective like the flow of the event the technicality and the officials so it's really really eye opening mind blowing yeah. um and i pray that everyone one day will have a chance to actually witness the open worlds with their own eyes you know it's amazing what is the one thing that is the most memorable moment that you have okay so i saw um, Edward, yes. i saw uh, is it amanda yes and then i saw there's a lot more the japanese guy yes oh my god yeah. so uh, i've been a huge fan of two people uh, ever since i started powerlifting the first female powerlifter that i actually follow uh, is amanda lawrence mm. uh, miss amanda n uh, on instagram mm. and then the first female a eh, female black the first male powerlifter that i actually follow is taylor atwood oh, so i think the m- huh? <laughs> where is he show <laughs> oh sorry show. i mean international <laughs> okay uh so 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 i would say like i'm a big fan of team usa i think they are very strong mm. uh and and actually oh my god i think the most memorable part is that Oh God, I still can't believe it. Yeah. So um, I saw Taylor Atwood from far. So I always have this, you know, imagination in my head, like all these elite powerlifters, right? They are probably like, maybe they are surrounded by bodyguards. They look very serious all the time. Mm-hmm. So I look at him. Uh, so he's like, maybe he's like uh, behind this camera. Yeah. I look at him, I wave. I say, hi, Taylor. He actually remembers me. From? From. He actually commented on my, yeah, uh, the reels that the IPF posted before I flew to Malta. Oh, that's nice. And then he was like, hi, Tika. Like, oh, that's nice. He said my name. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> no, it's like, if, if someone were to scan, like how my body is currently feeling i think it, it was it's like melting you it's know like red. ice cream yeah it's all right yeah yeah it's like gone and then and then having the opportunity to just chill and spend time with him mm-hmm. uh just around the mid area was extremely um rewarding and also to see the sportsmanship yeah especially in Uh, not just at world's mm. uh, competition, but I think it is growing within the communities itself, like how all of us cheer for each other, although mm. we don't know them, yeah. or like, you know, they are a competitor, but we want them to, you know, make the lift. How many days you've been there? Uh, I was there for... I was there for eight days, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, it took us 17 hours to get there. So it's like one and a half, almost uh, one day. Mm, yeah. Two. And change time zone some more. Yeah. It's like 12 hours away. 12 hours. The time zone. The time zone. Uh, not 12 hours. I can't remember, but it's more than, it's definitely more than six. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, okay. okay so if it's 10 a.m. here, mm. it is. 6 p.m. in Malta. And then 6 p.m. Wow, uh, that's like a morning and evening yeah. uh, zone. 
Yes. Right. So it's like if it's like six thirty, six thirty a.m. So maybe in Malaysia it will be, uh, ten 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 p.m. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Now let, let's come back to our training a okay. little bit. Okay. All right. Malta. Let's pause for Malta okay. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, how would you advise clients mm-hmm. that who is uh, let's say, puasa in during puasa okay. time. And like doing your training mm. or, or maybe from your experience, mm. how do you amend or maybe adjust your diet during your training? And oh. yeah, what's the tips that, you know? Uh, so like um, for those who are fasting, right? Mm. Uh, so my way of uh, fasting is that I will actually train right after uh right after saho mm. so let's say saho is about 5 mm. uh it ends uh at 5 so i will be at the gym by 6 30. so it's open door uh, for you yes <laughs> so during puasa i say it's open from 5 a.m to 5 p.m yeah. yes um eh, 5 a.m uh, 5 a.m onwards mm. i can't remember the uh operation hour please Check out Strength Academy to find out more. Not sponsored, by the way. Yeah, not sponsored. Because <laughs> I just trained there. I don't train yeah. anywhere else. Yeah, Hisham is your treasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, so basically, um, during Puasa, SA will open at 5. So technically, we can come right after Saho. But to make it more sustainable from certain people, mm-hmm. because I am a morning person. So I like training in the morning. Mm-hmm. I want to train in the morning. And for me, it will be better when I am still processing my food uh, properly. Mm. So Hisham has actually uh, reminded me and suggested that I should eat um, paling lambat pun like the latest two hours before my training. Oh, so it's like earlier. Yes, I have been following that. Right. Um, and also, uh, I've actually um, uh, had a dietitian before, mm. and also a chef. Mm, wow. Yes, last time, not now. Okay. No time, no money. <laughs> but maybe yeah. during like uh, Ramadan, uh, puasa time, uh, during, when fasting. Ah uh, no. Okay. So during during uh puasa time, yes, I mm. tried to. Uh, but then when it comes to training, because you mentioned training, right? Some people can train like right after sahu, which is me. Mm. Some people will train midday, mm. like uh, our friend Norman. Mm. Uh, some people will actually train after booker. So I tried all these variables, right? I've tried all this timing yeah. and morning still works best for me. So would you say it's because of you are a morning person as well? Yes, correct. Right. So yeah, it depends so. on like personal preference. Yes. Like what time you usually train active. Yes. And have the res- uh, that reserve the energy for. Yes. All right. Mm. And how about your uh, like the energy throughout the day? How would you control your energy to make it like you know maybe you don't talk too much sustainable sustainable okay so my full-time job as a shopee trainer requires me to talk a lot right so the reason why i train in the morning is that i am actually able to reserve that energy until booker yeah so uh over the years i've actually uh worked 
and train myself to do that. So there's no issue for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a tips that I can actually share is that um, know your body well to understand like when would be the best, when would be not the best, but the most optimal time for you to train. So some of the powerlifters that I know, they train um, after booker, for example. Mm. So they will booker, and then pray, pray mm. for Margaret. Yep. And then after that, they will start training immediately. Training. That works for them. Mm. Some people, they will train before booker. So by the time they are done with their training, mm. they are ready to eat like buka puasa lah, which um, is also good for them as yeah. well. And I think um, it also depends on the volume of training that you're doing. Yes. Uh, so during uh, puasa, uh, I, uh, my programming usually works in the sense that uh, we will have deload, of course, uh, mm. which is the lightest uh, weight and reps and sets for the whole training block. Uh, so we will try to sustain as many as much as energy as we want and because like for me i'm usually the first person that comes to the gym (laughs) the first person that comes to the gym yeah yeah from the story you can know yeah yeah 6 a.m (laughs) 7 so so uh, i think my body has adapted to that so there's no issue for me to like train earlier lah. Mm. So that after training, um, because of the flexibility of my full-time job as mm. well, sometimes I will rest first and mm. then only I start work. That's very, very profound. And I, um, I, I do receive a lot of feedbacks from um, all Muslim clients. They said like, you know, during Ramadan, uh, during Pasa, um, it's very tough for them to exercise and they felt like they don't want to exercise. Um, but from my point of view, I do encourage them to exercise, but we have to go into, like you said, deload or maybe um, train in a different training um, volumes. Right? to just adjust and make it like not so hard for you to push like usual. Mm-mm. And um, how would you encourage people that who have this mindset, they like, you know, mm. very tired, you know, okay. that one month don't do anything. So, I mean, it's um, it's understandable because yeah. like during past months, a lot of people, they want to uh, focus on the more spiritual side. Mm. Like, you know, read more Quran and then um you know rest more spend time more with your family which is completely fine Mm. but if let's say you are training and you are looking for a reason Mm -hmm. or a motivation to actually like you know also train uh during puasa what can uh what i can share with all of you to those of you who are listening Mm -hmm. um and maybe you can tell your client as well everyone has 24 hours everyone okay you don't you you don't have 27 i don't have 30 hours a day Mm -hmm. everyone has 24 hours and i personally believe how you make use of that 24 hours Mm -hmm. based on your preferences Mm -hmm. um is what makes you um better what makes you capable of doing a lot more than other people because a lot of my own friend as well mm-hmm. they, they do train like they they, they go to the gym normal gym training right uh group exercise and all that and during person they will stop yeah 
personal choice, personal preference, which is completely fine. Yeah. But then after that, they come to me. They say, oh, Atika, my um, training okay. has gone down. Mm. Like, I don't feel great anymore. I eat so much because of the, you know, delicious food during mm. Bazaar Ramadan. Yeah. So it goes back to what puasa, what Ramadan man is all about, which is um, actually, you know, um, actually being able to what i like to say like uh tahan mm. uh, yourself Solitude. from yes mm. exactly so like uh, be a better person in and out yeah. so usually actually f- during bulan puasa a lot of people are like wow bazaar ramadan nice food mm. but for the past few years uh i will actually go but only to get the food that we don't usually have yeah during like non uh, Ramadan month mm. but I think ultimately because um, powerlifting has also become a lifestyle for me and maybe some of you guys who are also started to train whatever fitness goals that you have yeah. you have to make sure that you actually achieve your goal in a proper uh, timeline lah. Yeah. Uh, like don't 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 go around like saying that hey like you know you should stop mm. and do all that because there when there is a will there is always a way. Yes, <laughs> yes. that's true. Yes. Yeah. Wow. That's a. Uh, mm, that's very very nice. Yes. Yeah, and everyone has twenty four hour. Mm-hmm. You will never be twenty five. Yes. You never get twenty five. You never get thirty. Never Everyone get... has twenty four hours. Yes. So it's how you make use of that twenty four hours, differentiate you from other it's people, true. and it's it's true to to also to add, mm. is that everybody has their own priorities, right? Yes. My priorities are not the same as yours, and so of you guys as well. So, uh, I would not compare myself to other people, but. Yeah. We look internally like what we want to achieve from yeah, this life. That's true. You know, and then focus from that. You know, um, so talking about this, like, I want to ask, mm. like, how do you... Personally, I'm very curious about mm. this. As a freelancer, mm. as a Shopee trainer, like, very busy, hectic schedule. Like, mm-hmm. how do you, as a busy person, mm-hmm. and yet able to organize your life mm-hmm. and to still be consistent with whatever you want in powerlifting scene. Mm. I saw not only you are training for competition, you mm. are also doing for uh, like MCs mm. and trying to fit into the organization to mm. help as much as you can. Mm. And whatever email that I sent into MAP, you receive as well, yeah. you know? So like, how do you make it? How do you schedule priority? Okay, so again, priorities differs from people to people. So my top three priorities is my family. Mm. Um, my work, um, powerlifting, mm, then only myself. Oh, <laughs> then only myself. Okay you know, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I think uh, speaking about like how do I manage time, right? Time management. Mm. I'm not good with time management. Okay, I have to like put it out there. I'm not good in time management. Like how people expect me to be so even like uh for simple tasks like for example today right Mm. so what i usually do is that before i go to bed i will already plan the next day 
what I'm going to do, um, how long gonna take me, and the buffer timing, mm. and then after that, um, what can I do to fill up the rest of the time? Mm. Uh, and recently, I've actually uh, signed up and um, engaged with a wellness coach. Which is the one that you told me just now. Yes, correct. Right. So, so my wellness coach, hi, Vila. Oh. <laughs> my wellness coach has been helping me to reset my subconscious mind right. uh, on prioritizing the uh, more important things for work. So uh, I am also um, would like to share this with you. I think I'm pretty sure you know. Mm. Um, I'm also uh, a huge advocate of mental health mm. in the sense that um, I also go to therapy once in a while yeah, just to be able to compartmentalize our thoughts and feelings, my thoughts and feelings better. Mm. So to answer your questions, uh, this... Uh, recently, I've just uh, went to see my therapist mm -hmm. and then I met my wellness coach. Mm -hmm. They both said the same thing that people like us, um, people often forget that we are humans. Yeah. We are not robots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please can't. <laughs> No, okay, I mean, I mean, uh, people, uh, we are humans and we are robots. Oftentimes, we think that, okay, we have A, B, and C. So, we want to give 100%. To everything. But subconsciously, that's already 300%. Yes. But our body can only give so much, as much as 100%. Yeah. So, you need to be able to see, to prioritize it better. Yeah. So, um, for example, today's session, right? So, my planning was die-die, I have to leave home by 8.30am mm. so that I will reach that place by 9.30, the mm. latest. Mm. Okay, then I'll do my work. Uh, I finish everything by 1. If um, it is stretched out by 11.15, I have to be on the road already, mm. which I have. Yeah, okay, good. and then after that, I will probably reach your place about 2 2 p.m., and then uh, our session starts at 2 30, supposedly. Mm. But then I told myself, probably because you know, I'm having lunch first, the buffer would be. I was actually looking at my time, mm. so I told myself in my head, like, I have to fin stop eating at 2 45, which I did. Yeah, then we start. I'm the witness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. So everything for me has a timeline. Yeah. Unless if I free up the whole day, then it is a lot more flexible for me. Yeah. So a lot of people think that, you know, wow, it's, it's very hard to get Atika uh, in the sense that um, she's always occupied and whatnot because I like to occupy myself mm. uh, because it makes me feel extremely productive, which mm. is for me, it's a good thing. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's it's really, yeah, it's, it's, it's really thoughtful and profound that you mentioned about like the priority. Mm. And it is a very simple thing mm. if you think about it. Mm. But to be honest, the reason I ask is that, you know, the actually the wellness partner, so um, back then, like like I told you, like when I was working in my previous company, it's everything is like back to back, back to back. I got PT from seven thirty all the way until twelve. 
I have a quick lunch, 1 p.m. I got a meetings, all the way to 3, and I have my training from 3.30, just a while of resting, and I have to sambung until like 5.30 plus 6 maybe, and then clients start back at 7, and I have to keep on repeating this until 9, 10 p.m., pack my bag, go back home, repeat for 5 days per mm. week. And it was actually very tiring, but when you sit about like, you know, knowing about the priority and also sometimes we are a human, not a robot. Mm -hmm. And and that is something that people should be aware. It's very simple. Like when we talk about it, it's very simple, but it is something that I think a lot of people have um, lacking of. Mm. Um, would you say it's kind of like a life skills? Um, I would say the comprehension right. part of it in the sense that mm. um, it's easier said than done so we're talking about all this right mm. but then to actually execute it might take some time Correct. some people might need guidance Correct. like for me I seek out to my therapist to mm. my wellness coach uh, maybe yours is like you are learning from Pepe your girlfriend mm. about like how to take mm. things slower mm. and more chill so we, we need that we mm. need that um outlet to actually um like talk about all this you know mm. and sometimes like when i see my friend like wow they are so chill man mm. how do they even do it yeah yeah how do they even do it yeah, how like, do they even like yeah 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 that's the word like we're like panicking oh my god oh my god but then they're yeah. like chill yeah, yeah yeah just just quit your job lah yeah <laughs> uh, like once you're saying this i'm not quitting <laughs> Yeah, that's that's like how some of the people that I met. Yeah. And that actually really it's not like inspired me, but it gave me a sense of like, hey, you know, you should actually learn to do better at this part. Mm. True, true. Yeah. I think as we grow older, right? To mm. to add to what you just shared, as we grow older, it's very also very important to surround yourself mm. with the right uh people. Mm who you know, uh, see how they live their life and see if it actually matches your values, yeah, uh, your goals in life. Mm. Because some people, they just want to be Tai Tai. Mm. I also want to be Tai Tai, but okay. I also want to work hard. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so I think, uh, again, I think we both agree that um, for the mental health, the yeah. wellness part is that people need to know that we are all human. We're yeah. not robots, mm. and you know, to, it's okay to take things easy, mm. but not too easy, uh, mm. and to you know prioritize the right things. Mm. So yeah, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, it was a very pleasant session. Thank you. We are almost wrapping up this uh, podcast. Yes. And Atika, mm -hmm. we have few questions from this morning's story. Oh, okay. Yes. There are people asking questions. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Correct. <laughs> All right. They are asking you questions. All right. Okay. Let me just go to wow. a few. I'm going to just select a few that okay. is relevant. Oh, who okay. could that be? Uh, okay. First person. Right. Just lives. Okay. Just okay. Me. Okay. That's it. All right. Oh, how you want just win? How to do better conventional deadlift? <laughs> How to do better conventional deadlift? <laughs> okay, first of all, come to the combi side. <laughs> I think uh, the cues that I usually use mm -hmm. is to actually... I just relearned this yesterday um, with Hisham. So basically, he mentioned that I should hinge 
on the way down uh grab the bar pull the slack a bit and um feel the ground and then just push up you know what <clears throat> you know what happened to me talking about convention yeah. relief, right yeah i, I want to say this so what happened to me uh. on this th- uh, tuesday okay okay this this has been um something new to me mm. that i've tried and it succeed mm. so last previous previous coach that i have mm. we was training maximum of the training block until week four that's okay, it okay okay but with hisham i successfully made it until week 10 mm. um with just twice a deload and okay. it's not like a full full deload mm-hmm. which means my body gets to adapt to higher training volume better techniques mm. uh, better recovery um mm. greater training programs mm. but what happened tuesday was mm-hmm. everything is very light i told hisham on sunday like, like last sunday I'm, i'm ready i'm ready i'm ready <laughs> and then when i pull conventional uh. i feel on my 200 and 2.5 kg oh, no. and that was like not even close to my pr oh my god <laughs> Hisham was telling me the same thing, like you use too much of your lower back yeah. and you should try to hitch. But yeah, what I'm, I, I want to say is that um, the question, back to the question, mm. how do you do a better conventional? Um, it's easier said than done, mm. but what you need to focus is really um, to make sure that you are able to use the correct technique that yep. suits you, that yes. better fits you. Yep. Yeah. yeah so it was very funny and i text hisham like yeah. a long long message yeah, hisham, yeah. i'm so sorry yeah. <laughs> sorry hisham that this is hisham's kids if you want to go <laughs> if hisham yeah. doesn't look at this podcast right uh, i don't know i you, you should have schooled him yeah probably you should tell hisham yeah, yeah come back maybe we can have a like a three yeah, yeah, three yeah. three person <laughs> podcast but i think to answer jazz question mm. is that the most important thing that you know as a power lifter i learned that the one number one thing is your bracing mm. and then your technique mm. um i'm um we both are calm lifters mm. uh, in the sense that you know we we don't like yank the bar or whatever so different people has different ways of doing yeah. it different people have different ways of setting up so yeah. So it entirely up to you and of course your coach. Uh, we follow our coach. Mm. So yeah, that's that's the usual cue that I always use. Yeah. To yeah. add on further is um, also take note on your bar path. Mm. Uh, my mistake was that my bar path was mm. uh, slipping forward when I am slacking. Okay. So the moment that I pull, mm. the moment that I use my quads to push the ground mm. away, my bar will shift forward. Okay. So that gives me a sense of um, it's is sliding forward, mm. and that means that my center gravity is is not at the center. Mm. So meaning that you fall forward. Correct. Yes. So you need to adjust from from me and Hisham's discussion. Mm. I need to adjust my leg engagement mm-hmm. and my hip positioning, mm-hmm. especially from the beginning of the setup mm. all the way until when you reach the bottom of your conventional yeah. deadlift. Uh, I don't know if you realize, but I think this is becoming a Hisham podcast. Yeah, not sponsored by Hisham. Not sponsored by Hisham or Strike Academy. Yeah, Are you guys saying come lah. The free marketing lah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but then like I think like for me, my issue sometimes is that my bracing, and I use more of my hamstring and not my quad. 
so it's like I, I always like fall backwards yeah. right uh, and 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 also to those of you guys who are watching and listening I've not done sumo mm-hmm. and I don't think sumo is cheating so stop asking me that okay sumo is not cheating because I feel that sumo is very technical it will yeah. take time yeah. okay it will take time to actually uh, learn it I know you pull sumo as well no. so <laughs> Welcome to conventional family. Yes, uh, but now he does conventional, so yeah, conventional still the best. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Yep. Next question. All right. So, uh, I'll pick another two. Okay, can. So I didn't think that people would actually ask. All. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is asked by Charlie dot Lee dot okay. Uh huh. Can Atika advise women how to handle program and diet during and before menstrual period? Oh wow! Okay, this is mm. this is a topic yeah. that uh, some of uh, my friends also ask. A lot of people, a lot of people is asking actually. Yeah. Um. So Charlie, is it Charlie? Charlie. Okay. Can I see the question again? Okay. Um. Can Atika advise women how to handle program and diet during and before menstrual period? So again, uh, period uh, for us women are different. Mm. Some has heavy clothes, some has yeah. regular clothes, some are short, some are long. But in general, it would take maybe five to seven days. Mm. Um, so you, for me, I've discussed this with Hisham. Here you go. Mm. I've discussed it with Hisham that we don't actually lower the volume during period because okay. Funny story is that. Every single time there is a competition, I will get my period after my first bench attempt. So, wait, wait, like wait, wait, immediately, wait. I'm not kidding. Every okay, I've I've competed twice. <laughs> Every time, it will come literally after my first bench attempt, and it's the worst because I have to adapt to it. Right. Yeah. Like, I kind of anticipated. I. That yeah. always on the first attempt of your yes. bench. Okay. Yes. Always. Always. Both. Uh, Com- both. Competition. Uh, both competition. Hisham knows because you know why. I will start crying. <laughs> then he will come. And then he will come. He will look at me. You got your period. Yeah. Okay. There. There. Then he just go. <laughs> yes. So okay. the first thing that I want to share with you guys. Okay. Mm. If you have a coach. Please tell your coach. Yeah. Okay, don't be shy. Your coach mm. is a guy. Your coach is a girl. Okay, girl is even better. They know. Yeah. They also have menstrual mm. period. But if your coach is a guy, I'm very transparent with Hisham, like how my body is feeling. Because then it will also give them, you know, the sense of empathy yeah. and listening in the sense that, okay, how my body should adapt to it. So during... Um, my programming. Uh, if I'm having my period, mm. if it is a high volume, we will take longer time, mm. longer rest. Mm. So usually I will rest maybe one or two minutes in between sets. Mm. But if I were to have a heavy day of period, then um, I would probably take three minutes, and then uh, if I'm doing SPD, which is on day four usually. So between bench and deadlift, I will rest slightly longer. And I will make sure that 
um i s- reserve as much energy as i uh as i need to mm-hmm. basically during the program i will like sit not walk around a lot more mm-hmm. okay that's one mm-hmm. and diet i'm so sorry <laughs> i don't huh? got to eat yes uh you got to eat and i'm not the best person to ask for diet i'm sorry, sorry. Uh, but I think one thing that uh, I've learned uh, from my wellness coach, uh, from my 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 friends around me as well, is to just keep you know hydrated, because believe it or not, um, you guys might um, might have felt it before. Some women actually get stronger and be able to pull better during, during your period. Cycle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not sure if your client mm. uh, had, had has that before. But the first thing first that you need, you guys need to do is if you have a coach, yeah. please tell your coach. Don't don't keep it. Yeah. And then, you know, snap at your coach. That's that's not fair for your mm. coach and for yourself as well. Because that suddenly you marah your coach. Yeah. Hey, your coach will be like, blur, blur, like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> then you look at the Instagram. Oh, today I got my period. Oh, why you never tell me? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, communication, guys, is very important. Yeah, it is. Yes. Right. Yeah, you should tell your client that as well. Mm, yeah. So normally, what I do with my clients is, mm. um, when they first started the program, oh. um, this is something that I'll never miss. So I'll tell them like, don't be shy, and if you are on your menstrual cycle, mm. just let me know. And uh, also, I am gathering their data. Like, mm-hmm. like yeah that's what he does as well because everyone respond differently during um pms yep, and yep. during menstrual mm-hmm. so what i'm doing is that i will look at what they usually do during like their history if they hired a pt before that's mm-hmm. best mm-hmm. so i can understand further and mm-hmm. then work towards what they need so for mm-hmm. example like you uh you on that day you can push harder yeah yeah, yeah. so then might as well mm. by all means yeah. we just push yeah i um, love squatting when i'm on period <laughs> mm, damn yes. yeah wow you okay. got my 90 because of that mm. thank you <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Like <a> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like a free workout it's that like your your uterus lining are shedding but but i mean to answer your question yeah, i mean exactly. the question is that as women our bodies are different from men, obviously, right? Yeah. So menstrual, um, all these factors should be discussed with your coach, coach first. Communication. Yes, communication. Yep. So if you're thinking of getting a coach or like, you know, like in between the leaves, sometimes, yeah, you know, you accidentally peed mm. or like you're feeling different, tell your coach because your coach should know what to do next mm. so that, you know, you can, you know, uh, give uh, the correct data for you to progress further and if the coach still insists to push you mm-hmm. and not willing to listen to you you might need to think about second opinion i don't know second opinion second or opinion. better yet get mm-hmm. a new coach yeah get a better coach yes personal experience guys personal experience yep my friends my friend not me i'm still with the same coach <laughs> yes okay uh, i'll choose last one okay okay so let's um, see let's see is that a lot like uh um, it's only like five mm-hmm. uh two dms and mm-hmm. then three from the stories mm-hmm. so okay uh okay this one maybe we both should answer this it's mm-hmm. from asra fire Okay. Fire. would love to go heavy but couldn't improve my pr numbers for months where do i fix this okay 
Yeah. You, want, you want to start first or I suffer? I suffer. Or perhaps I'll go with a short one. Uh. So generally, because this is a general question, mm. generally, because I don't know this guy, but mm. if you are a new, a beginner uh, level mm. athlete, um, what you need to do is to simply look into your training program and try to see what actually works for you and what doesn't. And you adjust from there onwards because I'm not sure specifically um, what has stuck. For example, if you're, let's say, if let's say, oh, I've got bench deadlift all stuck for months. So perhaps you should look into the recovery of a training program. Are you SBD every single day? And or maybe are you sleeping like two, three hours per day only? So you have to work backwards and then from there, try to look into what else you can improve. Best, best, best advice for this general question is hire a coach. Yes, uh, actually the same. Uh, but then I will also like to add on on the wellness part. Um, so basically, uh, Ivan, you have mentioned that the three things. So one is, uh, okay, so basically we're training backwards. We're going, we're checking the data backwards. Yeah. So one, to see the how the program is done. Mm. Second is um, sleeping. Slips is very important, guys. Um, thirdly, is basically what was it? What is this, you know? Mm, uh, training programs. Training program, sleeping. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. Yeah, lah. Mm -hmm. uh, two two mm. things, right? Yeah. And to add on that is on the wellness part, uh, because uh, a lot of people miss this as well in terms of um, how the external factors are affecting you. So some people, when they have a bad day, they mm. live angry. Mm. They don't really focus. Yeah, they, so you need you need to think um, of a way that the moment you go into the gym, you leave all your issues yeah. outside of the gym. Yeah. Same goes when you go to work. Uh, same goes like when you work, the moment you step out from the office, you leave your office issues behind mm. and all that. Yeah. So this will actually give you a better quality training. Mm. Um, and because the uh, question is very generic in the sense that they ask like, oh, why is my number is stuck? Uh, you will also want to also look into the, the diet. Side, the yeah, side. Yeah, the diet, emotional side. Mm. Um, yeah, that's true. And, and of course, uh, from there, then you will see like which part uh, you are lacked off mm -hmm. uh, and then you can seek help for it. Lah. So number one, uh, for a beginner, if you are a beginner, if you're watching this, um, if you have the means, uh, get a coach. You can start with online coach, no worries. Um, all these coaches don't bite. <laughs> you can always inquire. Um, and from there, you can tell them that, okay, what do you want to achieve? And to also add, this goes to all of us, mm -hmm. okay, um, that whatever program that is prescribed to you, I personally believe that you should not go off program. So because some people, they have a tendency to do that. Keep on trying. Keep on yeah, trying. keep on trying because, you know, I, I know I can do more, but it will actually, I feel that from my personal observation, again, I'm a beginner powerlifter as well. They, it will actually halt um, the progress, the numbers. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, because like for me right now, I'm training with RPE base. 
uh, training program. So it might be different from you guys. Mm. So what you can do is that always, always communicate with your, your coach, coach or the people who help to program your yeah. training program. So yeah. There you go. Yes. Eh, panjang pula. Sorry, guys. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Atika, we yes. have our final section. Mm-hmm. We call it the final four. So basically, it's the final four questions that you have to ask. Uh, you have to answer either in one sentence or maybe a word. Okay. Okay. So All a right. word to a sentence. Okay. Maximum. Okay. Are you ready? All right. Four questions. The final four. Okay. What is the best fitness advice you ever receive? Best fitness advice that you ever receive. You ever receive? Get a coach. <laughs> Yes. Uh, uh, okay, that's good. Yes. <laughs> um, what is the worst fitness advice you ever receive? What is the worst fitness advice you ever receive? Don't lift weights. Don't lift weights. Don't lift heavy. No, don't lift weights. Don't you lift. get big. You get big. Yeah. No. That's false. <laughs> what is one fitness law that you would like everyone to follow? One fitness law that I would like to everyone to follow. Never go off program. <laughs> Again, never go off program. Never go off program. Yeah. So, yes. so to add on more, it's like when you get to try a program, just keep on doing it for, I would say, at least four to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. And only you make a decision to either stay at the same program or maybe you change to another program yeah. don't do it for like one two sessions and you felt like ah this is not me this is not what i'm going to do and then you hop onto another training program yeah right last but not least yes what is your current fitness goal my current fitness goal i can do it in a sentence right and uh oh okay i think i, I mentioned earlier mm-hmm uh so my current fitness goal is to be able to hit my um projected sbd numbers numbers by the end of the year the numbers okay so by december 2023 i want to look back at this as well i would like to be able to squat 100 kilos all right so that's 10 kg more to go Mm -hmm. i would like to bench my body weight which is, which is 57 mm-hmm. or maybe reali- realistically 50 okay at least 50 mm-hmm. so almost 90 percent there yeah and i would like to deadlift two red cookies oh. which is 120 let's go yes uh two red cookie but then if you put, put put the colors yeah. uh the, the clips so 135 lah in a cup so yeah. There you go. Yes. Atika Sikun. Thank you. Episode Thank you. 14. Yes. Atika, is there any last word that you would like to leave for this episode? Any last word? But before that, 14 is actually my favorite number. It's oh. my birthday. Oh, 14 yes. off? September. Oh. It is next one. So this is a birthday present from Ivan to me. I was, I like to, you know, to take that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Ivan. I appreciate um, it. Any last word? Um, for those of you guys who are thinking of going to fitness, but you guys have a lot of things on your plate. Mm. Um, what I can tell you again, which I've mentioned earlier in the podcast, is that everyone has 24 hours. Uh, is how you make full use of that 24 hours 
will actually show and uh, tell people around you who you actually are. So you can do fitness, mm -hmm. you can do your work. It's mm -hmm. completely up to you. Uh, every individual are different, um, but what I personally believe in is that whatever it is, at the end of the day, uh, always be kind to yourself, be compassionate mm. to yourself. Yeah. You know, remember the 300 and yes. 100. Um, everyone, all of us are human and not robots. Mm -hmm. And always, you know, speak the truth about what you see and what you feel around the people and to yourself as well. Thank you, Atika. Thank you so much for having me, Ivan. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, again, this is Coach Ivan's Table Talk. And if you like this episode, feel free to share to all your friends, families, or anyone that who needed this. And tag us if you learned something. And share with us what you have learned. And then you can even comment down below. And I hope to see you guys again on the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Yay. Thank you. <laughs>